Welcome to Cinema Scene on Gardner Webb University Radio, WGWG.org. Noel T. Manning II here with Jeff Powell. Jeff Powell the first. <laughs> Jeff Powell the, the first. first of his name. G. Euphray Powell. I, I threw in a little Game yeah, of Thrones reference there. The first of his name, because uh, July, Game of Thrones comes back. Yes, yes. Uh, and it's the last, uh, there are two seasons left. Two seasons left, including the upcoming season. But they're yes. short seasons. Yeah, in the past they've been ten episodes each. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, these two are going to be shorter. I forget. I think they're like seven or eight episodes yeah. each. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great show. You, you uh, turned me on to that a few years mm-hmm. ago, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, very intricate. You have to. Uh, you ha- it's not a it's not a show that you can just uh, be on your mobile device messing around and just casually sort of watching attention. it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's not where an episode is kind of uh, standalone. Yep. <laughs> you yeah. have to know what's going yeah, on. Yeah, you do. And it, it's uh, how many years? Are we- uh, this will be the seventh season. Wow. And then wow. the eighth will be the final. And a caveat, it's not for everybody. It's yeah. violent. It's uh, mm-hmm. HBO. It's yeah. all that stuff. Yeah, it's uh, it, you know, if you were putting this uh, a rating on it from a movie standpoint, it would be a heavy R rating. Yes, it would. Mm-hmm. You know, heavy R rating. Uh, maybe even bordering on NC-17 in certain in episodes. In some, particularly the earlier mm-hmm. seasons, mm-hmm. It, it moved away from that a little bit yeah, as, it, but, as it went but, along. Uh, well written, uh, you know, based on an incredible book series that's uh, still going on, <laughs> Has, right? <laughs> yeah, but it's been years since the last yeah. installment. There's a, there's a lot of uh, uh, speculation about whether it's ever coming out or not. You know, the, the written in the... Uh, the uh, George Martin yeah. novels. Will he ever finish them? So. Yeah, but uh, but the series is going to be wrapping up, and they are going to wrap it in a way that they feel is appropriate. So uh, that uh, kicks off on um, HBO, and, and actually you can you can also get HBO now, not just through HBO, mm-hmm. but through some other devices and some other uh, providers. Yeah, you know, like Amazon, you can get it. And a uh, matter of fact, I think you can probably do a, a free trial that'll get you at least part of the way through the season. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that kicks off in July. And yeah. uh, if you're also looking, we'll just go ahead and do another binge-worthy series, House of Cards. I gotta um, watch that. Yeah, in season five, and that just dropped um, this month. And um, you've got uh, you know some great talent in there. Kevin Spacey uh, in that. Robin Wright used to be Robin Wright Penn, married to Sean Penn, uh, great actress, uh, and, and a lot of other talent too that that kind of comes and goes. Uh, one of the early places I saw Oscar winner Oscar winner Mahershala Ali, who won for Moonlight mm-hmm. this past year, uh, he had a recurring role on uh, House of Cards. Okay. And so you got Game of Thrones, House of Cards. You got to have these three three names connected. Yeah, no, no. you know? yeah. Well, and the cool thing about House of Cards. Now, note I've not seen it, but some of the uh, activity takes place in Gaffney. Oh, it does. Yeah. <laughs> so that's yeah, yeah, pretty yeah. wild yeah, in itself. The, the 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 guy who ultimately becomes the president is from Gaffney, South Carolina, and there are uh, continued references throughout the series to Gaffney and even uh, certain scenes uh, taking place in Gaffney. Yeah. And so uh, yeah. Uh, worth worth checking out. You know, House of Cards is in many ways is a uh, modern day Shakespeare, and by that I mean uh, you know the the whole concepts of kings and kingdoms and um, political backbiting and affairs and all of those things. You see that unfold in in House of Cards, and you even have uh, our 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 lead character who will stop in the middle of what's going on and turn and talk to the camera and, and many of the things around him kind of freeze as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that is very much 
Shakespeare. Yeah, yeah, it is, isn't it? So um, I, I recommend that. And again, that's not for everyone. Yeah. It's a, it's a different uh, kind of show, and it's some dark things happening in politics. And um, in many ways now, it, 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 it's kind of mirroring where our country's, um, you know, going in, in a political world. I mm-hmm. mean, there's so much division. Mm-hmm. And uh, and you're seeing that on this show, and you're seeing it in real life now. So which is which is crazier to believe, uh, uh, fiction or fact? I yeah. don't know. Yeah, you know, I don't know. Uh, but cinema scene, we do talk movies, we talk entertainment, and all sorts of things. We've had some great uh, um, folks we've interviewed, including including Mahershala Ali. We had yeah. him on this show, um, and um, a lot of stuff happening in the box office. It's summer, so that that means um, movies for kids. Uh, uh, comedies, action films, uh, all of that, and, and we're going to talk a little bit about all of that today. Uh, last weekend's box office numbers, um, the uh, family film definitely dominated a G-rated film. Uh, so you don't see too many G-rated no, films out there. Uh, Cars 3, Pixar, um, just continuing to to drive their way to the top. Ooh, see what I did there? I drive that, yeah. to the top of the box office. Uh, $53 million opening weekend for that. Wonder Woman still holding strong. Um, three weeks uh, over 571 million worldwide after three weeks, uh, 40 million uh, at the box office here in the U.S. after three weeks is is still really really good. Yeah, oh yeah. For uh, for any film actually, and so it's uh, a lot of return business. Since we last spoke on Cinema Scene, I um, took the family, went to see Wonder Woman uh, in part, as I mentioned on the show, because of your recommendations for it. And uh, it's fantastic. Yeah, it is absolutely fantastic. So I'd not give it, you know, two thumbs way up. That kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a film that will uh, that will hold. I mean, when you start talking about the the superhero films, uh, it's going to hold. There's a great um, article I read um, recently. Don't remember the the guy, so I can't give him credit or her. Um, the the guy or gal, I can't give them credit. But um, and if I find it, if I find it, I will I will share that on our, our Facebook page, and so we can we can give proper credit where credit is due. But the gist of the article focused on we've got this uh, oversaturation of superhero genre films, mm-hmm. and you know at what point is it just going to say boom they're going to die out, and you're going to see a few of them that may pop up, but you won't see like four or five a year. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what we're seeing now. He said the same thing happened with the Western. Yes, it did. And, um, you know, the Western for, uh, you know, for a while, it was almost like every month you'd see a new Western. And really it's kind of getting that way with superhero type films. Um, I, I, I could have done a little more research to find out exactly how many we've had this year. But, you know, we're talking half a dozen. Easy. Well, I would argue personally that for me, it has reached the oversaturation point. Uh, so I was reluctant to go see Wonder Woman, mm-hmm. but it, um, shall I say it, transcends the genre. It's yeah. actually, it's just, it's good. And I think it's a little different uh, in, in, in a number of ways from your usual superhero film. Um, it, felt, it felt fresh. Yeah. Yeah. And, and this summer alone, and let's see if I can, uh, there's three I remember, there may be another, but uh, we had Wonder Woman, we had Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. Oh, back up, we had Logan um, in uh, the preseason of summer, and yeah. then you've got Spider-Man Homecoming. So that's four within four months. So yeah, yeah. about one a, one month. a month. And um, this this writer went on to say that, you know, while it's the genre is not going to die, they don't believe that the genre will die altogether. No. 
but you're going to see fewer. And uh, at some point, you're only going to be able to look back and remember a handful of what are considered classic superhero films, mm-hmm. just like westerns. Yeah, there's you know, there are tons of westerns that have been out there, and you know if you look at during that kind of golden age of, of when the westerns were created, there's really only a few that you can go back to and say, ah, Shane. Yeah, you know, that's one yeah. of those. Um, you know, there's uh, Stagecoach. You know, there's uh-huh. just really a few that will come to mind as that are going to last. Sure. And so that's I thought that was an interesting take because because right now it really is all about all right this is the the thing let's jump on it mm-hmm. and we saw it back in the seventies uh, the late seventies early eighties when uh, Star Wars came out when that was so successful it was all about the sci-fi films and there were so many sci-fi films that came after that a lot of them that that died and did not do well many of them very um, very forgettable yes yeah and some that were just really bad. Um, and, and a big part of that is uh, has to do with story. But also, when you're talking about uh, sci-fi, you want to see, uh, if you're talking about sci-fi and outer space, space battle spaceships, you want to see really strong special effects. Mm-hmm. Star Wars did it. Yes. And uh, others didn't quite have the money or the know-how to do what they were hoping to do. I mean, I remember some bad ones just because they were some bad ones. Battle Beyond the Stars with John Boy. I was thinking know? of that very one. I was thinking of that very one. It was so bad. It was you just know, so bad. Yeah. And and now there was an, another one that, that made some money, but it actually did much better as a TV spinoff. It was Buck Rogers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, that's an old, old character from the, what, 20s? Maybe even before? But, I mean, they yeah, had, very like, early. Uh-huh. you know, early TV shows and early um, – you know these these serial, serial movie movies, episodes yeah. that would uh, that would show up at theaters back you know years and years and years ago and the movie came out and did relatively successful and they said you know this is something we could turn into a TV TV series and it did they it it and that's rare that that happens right away with the same actors oh, yeah. and actresses mm-hmm, and and that happened and so uh, that found success but it found more success in the TV world than it did in the box office but uh, it was uh, it was really and then flash gordon was a mm-hmm. was a film that came out that was a pretty bad film had a good soundtrack with a good soundtrack <laughs> from, from queen yes you know and it's funny the things you remember uh, but I, i'm sitting here and I, I think i'm remembering some of the bad movies more than i'm remembering some of the <laughs> mediocre well yeah um, that makes sense i can see yeah, that yeah but for some of those sci-fi films i mean there were some that, that did things different. Alien is one that we've talked about, and that was uh, in 79. And, mm-hmm. But it but that all happened because Star Wars kind of set that standard, and we're seeing that same thing now with, with superhero films. And Wonder Woman, I think, will be one that will, will be remembered so. for a few years, and we'll see, a, we'll see her back on screen again, that's for sure. Now, some other films that did not do well last weekend, Jeff, at the box office um, that opened last weekend. Uh, normally, if you have four or five films that are going to open – those are top four. <laughs> those are probably going to be your top four. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was not the case um, <laughs> last weekend. You know, we we've talked about Jaws being the, uh, the 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 standard for blockbusters in '75 when it launched. What became, hey, summer's a time for box office movies. We've seen tons of of shark films that have come out since then, and only a few can you remember. Well, there's one this weekend called Forty Seven Meters Down. Um, last weekend that opened up at number five, did not open too strong. Um, and uh, and Rough Night, um, a, a comedy that I, I checked out, opened up at number seven. 
It's shocking to me yeah. because uh, it it's uh, being pushed. Yep. It's supposed to be the big release. Uh, I don't know some of the actresses in it, but Scarlett Johansson yeah. alone, you would think yeah. this would spend at least a week at number one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Scarlett Johansson, Zoe Kravitz, um, and uh, Kate McKinnon from SNL, and uh, she was in Ghostbusters last summer. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, good, good cast, and um, you know the the movie itself is is kind of a a mix between uh, Bachelor Party, Tom Hanks years ago meets Bridesmaids, meets Weekend at Bernie's. So you know there's going to be a dead body that they're going to be trying to prop up as not a dead body. That's mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. going to happen in, in this film. Went to see it. You know, it, it, it offered some, some laughs. Um, it, it also offered dozens of bad ways uh, to cover up a crime. Um, and and it, it really was a mix of, of those other things. Uh, it had a sound cast. Um, but the storyline really uh, and the characters many, in many ways were recycled. Felt like I'd seen these before. Uh, low on originality, um, but yet there was something fun about it. It was a fun escape, and uh, and I think it did um, you know exactly what the director was looking for. The director wasn't looking to achieve a work of art. It was really looking for mind candy. Uh, that's what this film was. Um, it was it was mind candy. Um, I did go back after I watched it. I said, you know, this for the genre for the type of film it is giving it a b rating Mm -hmm. um it it you know the the storyline not much there but i'll I'll give you a quick snapshot of it uh scarlett johansson um plays this uh woman who's running for senator who's getting ready to get married Uh, and um she reunites with her college friends 10 years later as a for a bridal party weekend a bachelorette party weekend and um you have uh, one of her best friends who wants to plan everything and do everything as crazy and as out there as you possibly can. And, you know, hiring the strippers, you know, going out to the to the clubs, doing all that stuff. And um, things start to go wrong. Yeah. And when things start to go wrong, they go really wrong. Yeah. Um, another subplot here is you've also got the fiancé for Scarlett Johansson that um, uh, is, is one of these uh, kind of fine wine kind of guys. You know, he'd much rather be in a vineyard. Uh, than going out to a to a you know bachelor party somewhere, and so uh, at some point he um, you have this whole subplot with him trying to track her down because he can't get in touch with her, mm-hmm. and that provides some fun mm-hmm. um, because uh, he uh, he decides to drive um, all night and all day to to get to her, and and pulls the astronaut thing out of the and the astronaut thing means he's going to wear a diaper. And just keep going. Oh, oh, oh okay. <laughs> so, I was lost there for so, a minute. Yeah, yeah, but I yeah, yeah. All right. So there are some, um, you know, there there are some really funny scenes with him. Um, there are some. Uh, Kate McKinnon uh, plays an Australian, and she she does a lot of ad libbing, and it works. So um, I, I found myself laughing quite a bit. But the movie also had some heart. It had um, really, you know, what is the essence of, of love and friendship, and what will it take to break those things down, and what will it take to keep those things together? So there was a, kind of a message mm-hmm. here as well. But um, after I, you know, my initial grade was a B, but then I went back home and revisited some of the other um, films of this like, um, including uh, Tom Hanks from from '84 with Bachelor Party, uh, the, the Hangover films, um, and uh, and Bridesmaids. Uh, I revisited kind of all of those. And looking at those, uh, this film dropped just a notch. I'm still giving it a B minus, 
But, uh, you know, if you like those kinds of films and you know what you're going for, it, it's worth checking out. It's, it was much better than a, a seven Seventh at the box place. office. Could it be, uh, as you talked about with the superhero films, that there's just so many of those uh, bachelor party kind of films that people are a little tired of it? Yeah, I think that, that may very well be. There are also, you know, there's not a lot of movies for adults uh, um, comedies for adults that are out there right now. Mm-hmm. So that kind of surprised me that it didn't pull that audience in. Right. Uh, I mean, I understand Cars, uh, Cars Three winning the box office because it's summer, families are going to go see take the kids you know, to the movies. The kids, but um, you know, not a lot of other choices for uh, for adults looking for you know for some you know R rated mm-hmm. humor. Mm-hmm. So it did surprise me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still don't know quite. You know, quite why. why? So uh, and sometimes you don't. You know, sometimes yeah. you don't know why certain films yeah. succeed, and sometimes you don't know why others that probably could didn't. Mm-hmm. So uh, this one will 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 die a fast death. Uh, the Mummy, um, you know, may end up losing ninety five million dollars after all is said and wow. done, uh, based on all the uh, uh, the marketing dollars they put into this and, and all the plans they had for this, and so. Uh, that's you know that I, we we created that a couple of weeks ago I guess it was a C rating, average film, you know not what you would have hoped for when you're launching a, a this whole new franchise. Right. So um, some films to check out if you're looking for um, the uh, kind of I do type comedies. If you're looking for weddings and uh-huh. uh, wedding crasher kind of films, Bachelor Party I mentioned that from 1984, a classic early comedy from Tom Hanks. One that most people don't even think about Tom Hanks being in. It's really classless college humor. Um, you, you've got you know, Tom Hanks uh, trying to learn how to play tennis, and he decides to use a use it as a baseball. You know, hits home runs. Um, there are some uh, brilliant scenes uh, reacting to the new 3D film craze that was uh, kind of okay. relaunched. Yeah. Uh, and also some donkeys that show up that get pretty sick. So that's Bachelor Party 1984, uh, worth checking out. Uh, from 1991, uh, a remake with Steve Martin, Father of the Bride. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steve Martin, Martin Short, Diane Keaton, and this uh, remake about a man who refuses to accept that his baby girl is uh, is getting married. Uh, fun film. Uh, and that one's got a, a lot of heart to it, a whole lot of heart to that. Uh, a film that I love for the soundtrack as much as I loved the film itself. Uh, Nick Cage was in a film with Sarah Jessica Parker called Honeyman in Vegas from 1992. The whole movie had remakes of Elvis songs for the soundtrack. Uh-huh. Uh, took place in Las Vegas um, and uh, about a guy who's a basically, um, he's, he's, a, he's a phobic on so many ways, a commitment phobic for the most part, but um, he, he, he tries to get over that to, to get his girl back from a, a guy that's got a heck of a lot of money. And so uh, you got people in Elvis suits. Uh, that's a fun movie, but the soundtrack uh, is worth the price. Is this where the, all right the Elvises there. jump out of the airplane? Absolutely. Uh, yeah, the, the flying, uh, flying Elvises Utah chapter. Uh, that's from there. <laughs> I mentioned The Hangover a little earlier. Uh, I would recommend that. It, that was a, uh, a very original film back in 2009. It did launch a, a franchise. Mm-hmm. Uh, a story, you know, what happens when a group of friends wake up with no idea what happened the night before. Uh, and in many ways, it's a mystery mm-hmm. because you, along with them, are trying to figure out, okay, what happened? Yeah. How did this happen? You know, why is there a tiger, a live tiger in their, uh, you know, motel room? You know, 
hotel room. Why is this happening? So uh, this comedy launched that trilogy. Um, you know, it had some great sight gags, uh, a wonderful diversity of, of different types of characters, uh, and also Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson showing up, and so uh, I'd recommend it for that. Uh, the fifth in my my list, uh, Bridesmaids from uh, from uh, 2011. Um, Kristen Wiig, who was also the co-writer for this, she she took on kind of that hangover uh, concept. It was really um, a perfect film about a maid of honor who uh, has a lot of bad luck. Uh, it's a film also about bad taste and bad choices, uh, and Melissa McCarthy in an Oscar-nominated role. Uh, in this film. So those are five I would recommend checking out if you're looking for um, comedies uh, about uh, about weddings. And there's tons more, but those sure. are those are definitely on my list. Mm-hmm. How much time do we have? We, we still have a oh, little bit more? Oh, we've got some time, we've yes. We've more time. Um, let's talk about uh, Daniel Day-Lewis and a couple of Hollywood deaths. Uh, Daniel Day-Lewis did not die, but he is retiring from acting wow. uh, at 60 years old, the three-time Oscar winner, um, has decided. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm finished. I'm 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 done. I guess why that surprises me, Noel, is that you don't hear about a lot of actors announcing their retirement. They no. just, you know, next thing you know, it's been five or ten years since yeah. they've done a movie, but they don't come out and say I'm retiring. Yeah, yeah. You you hear singers talk about it all the time, and then they come back. A reunion tour. A reunion <laughs> tour. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it was it's it's it was kind of shocking, um, and interesting. But you know, um, Daniel Day Lewis is a guy that um, is not like a Woody Allen um, who creates a new film every single year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Daniel Day-Lewis has always been one of these that um, has been able to, to make choices and, and make money and, and save his money and not just take roles for the sake of taking roles. And he chooses things that he really wants to do. Mm-hmm. And so you may see gaps of years in between times that you actually see him mm-hmm. i mean you think you think back and uh you know 2012 was um when we saw him in lincoln mm-hmm. and um you know he's got a new film uh, opening uh this this christmas and he's going to push that and uh, he uh, it's a it's a film where he's reteaming with a director who also uh, directed him and there will be blood where he got a uh, got an oscar nomination uh for that uh, as well but um you know i i I'm kind of surprised because, um, because like you say, it, it's, you know, especially for somebody like him who mm-hmm. doesn't do one every single year. Right. Um, and they didn't didn't go into a lot of detail of why. It was just kind of like, you know, um, we're just deciding we're not going to speak on it anymore, but we've just decided I'm um, not going to act anymore. Yeah. Right. So that doesn't mean he's, you're not going to see him maybe directing, maybe producing. Maybe there'll be some more of that stuff. Um but what a great actor, and you know, one of the, you know, when you look at his body of work, as I mentioned earlier, it's not like you've got sixty or seventy films to look at. Um, you know, there's just a, a, a couple dozen maybe. Um, but you look at those choices, and you look at those roles, and you look at the nominations he received from those, and uh, they stand apart as films to see, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. films worthy of seeing. So uh, Daniel Day Lewis, I'm 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 glad that I got a chance to see his work and glad I got a chance to, to work with him mm-hmm. um, back in the 90s when uh, in Last of the Mohicans when that was filmed in North Carolina and um, you know not just a great talent but a, a, a great actor and a great guy I mean he, he would talk to anybody he would sign autographs for anybody um, he would just have dialogue uh, he's a 
He's the kind of actor that does get into his role uh, on a very physical level, uh, whatever that role may be. Uh, for Mohicans, um, there was a lot that was required. For, this particular character was uh, a frontiersman who was very athletic, who would run and climb and fight. And, uh, and, and Lewis, Daniel Day Lewis, you know, had trainers that worked with him. I mean, he would get up in the morning and go run, you know, four or five miles a day just to, to get in shape for mm-hmm. that particular mm-hmm. role. And, um, you know, he learned how to use the, the, the primitive weapons of that time period. Um, you know, he learned the language. Um, I mean, he, he got into it. And, and, and some of the reasons he got into it wasn't because they couldn't get a stunt double mm-hmm. or they couldn't, you know, get somebody else to, to do the stuff. He just wanted to, to be that role mm-hmm. uh, the best that he could. So uh, Daniel Day-Lewis, uh, wonderful actor and uh, uh, just very happy for his body of work. A couple deaths uh, last year, last year, last week. Uh, Stephen First, uh, Flounder. From uh, from Animal House, yeah. one of uh, Gardner Webb University presidents Dr. Bonner's favorite films, Animal House. <laughs> uh, he was flounder. He passed away from diabetes. Um, he was also like sci-fi TV. He was on Babylon Five, and uh, he had a a, a great uh, regular role on Babylon Five. Um, but he was a, an advocate when he he was he was diagnosed with diabetes um, a long time ago. Both of his parents died from complications of diabetes. So it was something that he uh, understood quite well. And uh, he did a lot of fundraising efforts for this as well. And ultimately it, it, it took his life. Uh, and also uh, John Avildsen, the uh, director for for Rocky. He was the Oscar winning oh, yes. director for Rocky and also uh, Karate Kid and other films. Uh, he passed away as well. But uh, but yeah, those are some, some films worthy of checking out. Check out Animal House, check out Rocky, check out Karate Kid, the original. Um, it was uh, it was really a film that that captured um, kind of that whole Rocky sentiment, but from a teenage standpoint, mm-hmm. especially in the eighties. Uh, you got bullies and it's and very eighties. Yes, yeah, very much so. And they did a remake with uh, Will Smith's son just a few years ago and uh, Jackie Chan, mm-hmm. hoping that it would kind of start the franchise all over again. Didn't, didn't. quite do it. Didn't quite do it. Yeah. This weekend, opening in theaters, uh, opening right now, actually, uh, as you're listening to this, is the uh, fifth Transformers film um, with, uh, with Wahlberg, with, uh, with Mark Wahlberg, who uh, kind of relaunched the franchise. It wasn't a reboot. It was a relaunch of the franchise, much like they did with Fast and Furious um, a few films back. Um, Shia LaBeouf stepped away, and so they took it kind of in a, in a different direction. Uh, that, that film was okay to me. It was uh, it was average. I gave it a I think I gave it a C C plus maybe. Um, and uh, now we've got Transformers: The Last Night, and uh, it takes place in several different time frames. You go back to the days of King Arthur, and there's some things that tie in there. Um, I have not seen it, so I'm not been able. To, I'm not going to give you my take on it. But um, there's a lot of early buzz, and the early buzz is um, is definitely mixed. Mm-hmm. Uh, on this film, and uh, Wahlberg has said that he's not doing another one, and uh, and Michael Bay has said he's not doing another one. But um, there, uh, of course, with films like this, you always leave it open with something that there could be a, another where someday somebody will reboot this, and it won't be that long, and yeah. there'll be something else going. I, you know what? My my take on the entire franchise is what just what you said. It's okay. 
it's okay. But it doesn't really go beyond that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, next week, let's talk about, um, we'll give, I'll give my review of this film. And we'll also maybe talk about films that you may want to see that relate to cars. Since we've, we've got a lot of car related things happening this summer with the Transformers, Cars 3, the Fast and the Furious film. Let's, we'll, we'll talk about that okay. next week on yeah. Vanishing Point. Vanishing Point. Vanishing Point. Okay. Well, you it's come car. with your There's list. There's a car in it. <laughs> you come with your list, uh, and I'll come with five of my list. Okay. Uh, I got homework now. Yeah, man. you do have oh. some homework. Uh, okay. And this weekend, opening wide release is the Transformers film. There's really not a whole lot uh, else in mm-hmm. uh, in wide release. Also coming up uh, later in the summer is Baby Driver, which I uh, showed you the trailer for. So that's speaking another, of cars. Speaking yes. of cars, that's another car film. And uh, this is not like uh, what was it? Baby Boss. It's not like that. No, it's no, nothing no, no, like no. that. Yes. Actually, I'll give my review of, of Baby Driver next week as well because okay. it opens next week. Very good. That's yeah. Cinema Scene. If you've got any questions or comments for us, just email us here at the station, info, I-N-F-O, at WGWG.org. Till next time, that's a wrap.